Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In the last video on planar tracking, I showed you how to perform a planar track using a perspective grid. This allowed you to track a surface as well as determine the correct perspective of the surface in order to correctly composite a 3D model. In this video, we'll use planar tracking again, but invert the perspective grid to make a stabilized texture to clean up an image. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. If you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. So starting in the batch area, you have a tracking shot of a car. As you scrub through the shot, the reflective nature of the paint shows everything around the car. This can add to the aesthetics of the shot, but it can also cause problems. For example, you might see crew in the reflection or perhaps something that distracts from the other focal points on the car. Whatever the reasoning, we want to eliminate the reflection on this side of the car. Please note that this technique can also be used on a variety of cleanup jobs and not just reflections. So let's get started. Drag out an action node from the batch node bin. Create a new media input with Control N and just connect to the front input. Double click on the action node for its controls and press ALT 2 for a dual screen split. Set the right view as the result view and the left view as the action schematic. The first thing we're going to do is create a stabilized texture from the side of the car. Go to the action node bin and drag out a perspective grid node. Ensure you connect the perspective grid to the axis of the surface. Double click the perspective grid node to bring up its controls. Hover over the result view and press F8 to bring up the object view for the perspective grid. Now scroll to frame 25 to work in the middle of the clip. Start moving the corners of the perspective grid to align it with the side of the car. Use the lines in the grid to match the perspective. In this example, you should see that the grid lines up with both tyres to ensure the perspective is matched. Now ensure you switch to the tracking menu and press SNAP. The reference frame for frame 25 should appear in the object view. You could further refine the reference pattern by using action G masks with the perspective grid, but it should not be necessary in this example. However, there will be lighting shifts in the reflection, so enable lighting in the tracking algorithm. Click Analyze. The grid should be locked for the second half of the clip. You can either scrub to the reference or click the Go to Ref button to return to the start of the track. Change the tracking direction to backward and click Analyze again. So you can track from the beginning or end of the clip, but also from the middle. And you can also go back to the defined reference, tweak it, snap it, and analyze again. Scrubbing the time bar, the perspective should now be locked to the car for the whole shot. Hover over the object view and press F4 for the result view. So the perspective is being applied to the original shot. In this current state, the perspective is doubled. To create the stabilized texture, you do the following. Switch to the grid menu. Change the perspective transform mode from 3D to 2D. This forces the actual 3D perspective transformation to become a 2D representation. And this representation can be inverted. Looking at the result view, you will need to zoom out quite a bit. If you hide the icons with I and scrub the time bar, you can see that the perspective has been removed from the side of the car. 
This stretched image is the stabilized texture that you can easily use to remove the reflection. Now press Preview. A point to mention is that because the image is stretched out, rendering at the native HD resolution will crop the surrounding pixels. If you wish to keep those pixels, switch to the Node Preferences menu. Increase the Render Out Overscan until all the pixels are included in the rendered frame. The next step is to remove the reflections, so swipe back to Batch. Now you can use any of your creative techniques to remove the reflection. There is no correct way. However, what we have is so much easier to work with. Let's take a look. Go to the Batch Node bin and drag out another Action Node. Firstly, connect the output of Action into the new Action Background. This will force the Action Node to take on the new resolution. Double-click on the Action Node and press CTRL-N for a new media input. Just connect the red input. Press ALT2 to go back to the dual screen split and set up the result view and the action schematic. We'll use 3D shapes to remove the reflection, so delete the initial axis and surface. Now zoom into the reflection you are about to remove and switch to the action node bin. Drag out a 3D shape into the action schematic. Hover over the result view and press F8 for the GMOSK object view. Draw the GMOSK shape around the dark reflection. Once you have completed the shape, switch to the Add mode with A. Press SHIFT and add a bit of softness to the GMOSK. Switch back to MOVE mode and hover over the object view. Press F4 to go back to the result view. Double-click the 3D shape node to reveal the Basics menu. Change the shape boundary to Spline and Gradient. Set the GMOSK transparency to for 3D shape only. Finally, Enable Media Projection. You'll now offset the projection to remove the reflection. Double-click on the axis of the projection. Scale and reposition the projection to more or less match the car door. If you scrub the time bar, the original reflection changes over time because of the camera move. So we'll use planar tracking to match the shape change. Double-click on the GMOSK and control select all the vertices. Hover over the result view and press F8 for the GMOSK object view. Switch to the GMOSK tracking menu. Performing a planar track will change the GMOSK shape over time. Enable lighting as a consideration during the track. Press Analyze. You might not notice during the track, but the GMOSK will slowly stretch to keep the reflection inside it. When you scrub the time bar, the GMOSK changes will be more evident. Hover over the object view and go back to the result view with F4. If you turn the icons off and scrub the time bar, the reflection has more or less been removed. You can spend as much time as you like getting it right. However, I want to point out that we have lost the line defining the door and a vent. These can be brought back quite quickly with 3D shapes and tracking. Control click in the action schematic to deselect all the nodes. In the Action Node bin, drag out another 3D shape into the schematic. Remember to switch to the GMOSK object view. Go ahead and draw a line that matches the shape of the door. Click FINISH to keep the spline open. Switch to ADD mode and hold SHIFT to create a gradient softness around the spline. Switch back to MOVE mode and CONTROL SELECT all the vertices. 
In the GMOS tracking menu, click Snap. The contents within the open spline have become the tracking reference for the GMOS shape. Press Analyze. As before, the planar tracker will adjust the GMOS shape over time. Press F4 to switch to the result view. Next, double click on the 3D shape node. Set the GMOS transparency to for 3D shape only and enable media projection. If you hide the icons, the line is more or less back. To tweak it correctly, switch to the GMOS gradient menu. Adjust the offset until the thickness of the spline matches the original line. Next, we'll bring the vent back using the same technique. Control click in the action schematic to deselect all the nodes. In the action node bin, drag out another 3D shape into the schematic. Remember to switch to the GMOSC object view. Draw the shape around the vent and tweak it to your liking. Now switch back to move mode and control select all the vertices. In the GMOS tracking menu, click Snap. Press Analyze. The planar track is performed and the GMOSC changes shape. Press F4 to go back to the result view. Double click the 3D shape node for the basics menu. Change the shape boundary to Spline and Gradient. Set the GMOS transparency to for 3D shape only. And lastly, enable media projection. When we scrub the time bar, the dark reflection is gone, but the detailing in the car is still there. The last step is to destabilize the shot and reintroduce the original camera move. Swipe back to the batch schematic view. Instead of creating a new action node, select the first one and press Ctrl D to duplicate it. Drag it to the top of the pipeline and double click on it. In the Media menu, select the first media entry and extract the media input into the batch schematic. Connect the output of the action into the red front input. Press ALT2 to go back to a dual screen split. Firstly, we do not need the Render Overscan in this node. Go to the Action Node Preferences and reset the overscan to 100%. Now at the moment, you don't see anything. This is because the Perspective Grid has doubled the perspective on the image. Double click the Perspective Grid node. Disable Invert and this will return all the original movement to the image. When you scrub the time bar, the oversized corrected image from the previous action node has all the original camera moves applied to it. You can go ahead and render this out. So the inverted perspective grid technique is quite powerful and can definitely change the way you approach similar challenges. It's a great tool and I urge you to use it. In the next video, you'll learn how to stabilize, fix and destabilize perspective grids all in a single action node. This is something you don't want to miss. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.